chair staff is ready when you are. Good evening and welcome to the Monday, February 27th, 2023 meeting of the Sacramento Ethics Commission. I am calling the meeting to order at 5.33 p.m. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Commissioner Adams. Present. Commissioner Gomez will be absent this evening. Commissioner Velasquez. Can you hear me? We can now. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, Commissioner Ng is not online. Chair Underwood. Present. You have a quorum. Okay, three people is a quorum. This meeting is virtual via Zoom. For members of the public who wish to join, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand to provide public comment um, at when it's the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you're online, click on the raise hand um, icon. If you're on, in the mobile uh, app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. And if you're on the telephone, you can dial star nine. Uh, speakers will be called, telephone speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on. All right, we will now proceed with today's agenda. The first item on the agenda is approval of the consent calendar, which consists of the meeting minutes, the complaint log, and the follow-up log. Um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Chair, I have no hands raised to make public comment on the consent calendar. Okay, are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? No, okay. Is there a motion for the consent calendar? I will move to adopt the consent calendar. And is there a second? A second. Okay. So we have a motion by Commissioner Adams and a second by Commissioner Velasquez. Will the clerk please call the roll for the vote? Thank you. Commissioner Adams? Yes. Commissioner Velasquez? Yes. And Chair Underwood? Yes. The motion passes. All right. So we'll now proceed to the discussion calendar. And item four is the is receive independent evaluators no cause report. Um, do we have a presentation? Mr. Miller, are you going to make a presentation? Yes, I will, Chair Underwood. Is now the time? Um, I think so. Unless, do we want to ask whether there are any members of the public? Probably we should take Mr. Miller first. I think. As you wish. I didn't mean to suggest anything. I just wanted to make sure that you were ready for me. I'll, I'll be very, very brief. Okay. Um, this is a hearing on a complaint filed back in October, uh, and you have a report from us dated in November, but I think because of scheduling issues, the commission has not met to consider it until now. 
Um, in accordance with your, the Ethics Commission's rules, we conducted a preliminary evaluation of the complaint. And based on the information listed on the face of the complaint without any investigation, and assuming that all the facts in the complaint are true, we don't think the complaint alleges any specific facts that demonstrate a potential violation of the ethics rules for this ethics commission, uh, in particular, the city council rules and procedures. And accordingly, under the commission's procedures, we do not think that an investigation is warranted and rather we recommend that the commission dismiss this complaint and close the file on the matter. And that concludes my report and presentation. I'm happy to take any questions you may have. All right, well, at this point, I think I'll ask the clerk whether there are any members of the public who wish to speak on this item. Chair, I have no hands raised to speak on this item. Okay. Well, then, commissioners, anybody have any questions or comments? I, I kind of wondered um, whether you made any attempt to contact the complainant or whether you just didn't think it was necessary. So it's not that I didn't think it was necessary, Chair Underwood, but that I think under the commission's rules, this first step is based exclusively on the four corners of the complaint without any independent investigation of any kind, including contacting anybody. Uh, I contacted the respondents only because under the commission's rules, I am to just let them know that a complaint was filed, but I have not yet uh, conducted any investigation at all um, and uh, would do so only at the direction of the commission, notwithstanding the recommendation that I've made that there may not be a need for that. Well, not a need, a need is the wrong word, that the complaint doesn't meet the commission's sufficiency standards in, in my estimation. Okay. Um, well, does any any commissioner have any comment or should we proceed to a vote? I'm okay with moving to vote um, if Commissioner Velasquez agrees. I agree. Okay. So the motion would have two parts. And the first part is just saying that we receive the independent evaluators no cause report. And then the second part is either adopting the report and the findings therein and dismissing the complaint and closing the file or to find in the alternative finding that sufficient cause does exist to warrant an investigation and directing the independent evaluator to conduct the investigation. So we need a motion um, to receive the report and then to do one of those two things. I will move to receive the independent evaluators no cause report and to adopt the evaluators no cause report and the findings therein and dismissing the complaint and closing the file in this matter without further action. It's a mouthful, but I, <laughs> I do that. <laughs> you did that so well. <laughs> um, Commissioner Velasquez, do you want to second the motion? Yes, I do. I second that. I agree. Okay. Um, Madam Clerk, can you call the roll? Thank you, um, Commissioner Adams. Yes. 
Commissioner Velasquez? Yes. Commissioner Gomez and Ng are absent. Chair Underwood? Yes. Uh, motion passes. Okay. Well, that was much faster than I expected we would get through this item. Probably you too, Mr. Miller. <laughs> well, um, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't think it was necessary to give a lengthy report or a lengthy presentation. All right, the next item on the agenda is the Council Rules of Procedure Review. Um, is there a staff presentation on this? Yes, thank you, um, Chair and Commissioners. I'm going to get, um, so again, this will be a brief report. So good evening, I'm Mindy Cuppy, your city clerk. And in November 2022, the city council updated the council rules of procedure. And since these rules apply to city boards, commissions and committees and their members, I would like to provide you a very brief update on the rules. So as we continue to uplift commissions to the same expectations, standards and processes as the city council, I will continue to make sure you're aware of any updates to any rule that pertain to your service as a commissioner. Of course, this update should not replace reading the rules, which are a part of your agenda package. So the city council rules of procedure govern all city meetings, city council, city council standing committees, city boards, commissions, and committees. And these rules are intended to transparently communicate clear and consistent rules of procedure and decorum such that council members, commissioners, and members of the public understand procedures so they can effectively engage in the city's inclusive decision-making process. So the council rules of procedure cover duties of members, Recognizing the stewardship of the public interest is of primary concern and working for the common good of the people of Sacramento. Conduct of members, which means put constituents first, treat each other, the public and staff with dignity, courtesy and respect. Conduct of the public, to listen courteously and attentively to public comment but make no promises to the public on behalf of the advisory body. The conduct of council with boards and commissions basically says council members cannot participate in your meetings with the purpose of influ influencing the outcome of your meeting. Uh, meeting agendas states the order of each agenda so the public knows how to participate and then conduct meetings so decorum in chambers and how the public can participate including continuing to offer virtual access by members of the public okay so some updates of note um, includes how a member of the public can participate in a meeting via teleconferencing platform adds language that prior to an agenda item being brought to the city council, it should be brought to the relevant city board committee or commission, and the staff report should include that board committee or commission recommendation. Clarifies the order of agendas and public hearings. Again, consistency across legislative bodies so the members of the public know how to participate. Added that the continuation of a meeting past 9.30 p.m. requires a majority vote of the members present. Added to the purposes of the PNPE committee that it review advisory body annual reports and recommendations prior to them being submitted to the city council. Added chapter 17 regarding city advisory body vacancies and appointments to be consistent with the Sacramento City Code section 2.40. It added a provision that all city advisory bodies should maintain a log of future agenda items, which is consistent with the, the way this commission um, works. And it outlined a standard and consistent process for city advisory bodies to annually report to the city council. Okay, so my update will focus on chapter 17, which focuses on council established boards, commissions, and committees. So vacancies is not a new process, um, but this articulates how vacancies appointments are made to city established boards, commissions, and committees. And you've already all, all been through that, so you understand it. Um, so uh, city advisory bodies request for future agenda items. This is some, a practice that we've, we've already done and we continue to do, but it makes sure that um, 
members can submit items under the purview of the advisory body for inclusion on a future agenda. So city advisory bodies, so advisory body reports. So each advisory body shall um, provide an annual report to the PNPE committee. Um, the city clerk shall act as your liaison to collaborate with city staff and collect any additional information as required. And then the PNPE committee will review, provide direction and forward the report to the city council. Um, other recommendations outside the annual re review process will be coordinated with my office and we'll have them brought before the PNPE committee, which may consider and act on those recommendations in the same way it does annual reports. Um, and I can speak to the um, lobbyist registration and reporting code that this commission has already asked that I bring forward to PNPE and that's scheduled to go to them on March 21st. So thank you for this your time this evening. I'm available for any questions you might have. Thank you, Mindy. Um, is there any public comment on this item? Let me double check. I'm doing double duty. Yeah, I like seeing you run back over to you. <laughs> yeah, look at Mindy go. <laughs> um, so, Chair, it does appear I have one hand raised to make comments. Um, call in user one. Is this Mr. Davis? Hello, yes, this is Lambert, and I always am fascinated when I hear uh, the city clerk explain uh, agendized items. I'm, I'm on a mission to understand agendized items and the process it takes to get put on the agenda. There's, there's a, an item that's on the agenda every week and it's not being acknowledged, and uh, I'm staying focused on that, which is the city manager's report. City manager's report. And so to me, so to me, I don't know why it's echoing like that, but uh, I just wanted to thank Minty because she gives me clarity and gave me tremendous clarity right there. So we're, we thank you for that. And we're going to stay focused on agendized items that are not being acknowledged. And that's the only thing not being acknowledged week in, week out, is the city manager's report. So thank you to Minty. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. I have no more um, hands raised to make public comment. All right. I'm a little confused by that comment because the city manager's report is not part of our agenda here at the Ethics Commission. So it's possible you're making that comment in the wrong place. If you're, if you, you're still there and you can hear me. Anyway, thank you for your comment. Um, are there any commissioners who wish to speak about the rules of procedure review? Um, not necessarily about the rules of procedure review, but um, just if the um, gentleman who made the comment, it sounds as though it was something for the city council. So just if you can make that comment to the city council at a city council meeting, that may be the appropriate place to raise those comments and concerns. And commissioners, I'd, I'd be happy to reach out to Mr. Davis. Thank you. Yeah, because it's not something that we have anything to do with here. 
Um, okay, so the recommendation on this item is just to receive and file it. So there's no vote required. So if, if nobody has anything further to say, we can move on. And then the last item on the agenda, I have too many pieces of paper on my desk, um, is selection of chair and vice chair for this calendar year, um, which it's unfortunate that we're missing two of our members, but I, I think we need to go ahead and do it anyway. Um, so, Chair, this isn't a time-sensitive issue. If you prefer to wait for your two other commissioners, um, you definitely could continue this item. Well, Commissioner Adams and Commissioner Velasquez, how do you feel about continuing it to the next meeting? I'm okay with I, that. Yes, I agree. I think it'd be more appropriate to wait. Until we have everybody here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then um, the next thing we have is commissioner comments, ideas, and questions, which could be on anything. If either of you has any comments, ideas, or questions. Uh, I do just have a, um, a question slash follow-up. I just want to confirm that it, uh, from the last email we received, our next meeting would be in person? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And you need to get from each of us um, a vaccination card. Have, have you received those yet? That's correct. Or you just need to upload your vaccine status. Okay. And if people have not yet done it, I assume you will notify them. That's correct. Okay. Great. Um, okay. Anything else? No. All right. Public comments for matters not on the agenda. Do we have any further public comments? Uh, yes, I have two callers with their hands raised. The first is call in user one, Mr. David. Lambert again, and I wanted to thank you for the clarity of what you stated. I will deal with that tomorrow night. I did want to say that um, I'm the owner of a cheesecake business, and uh, it's very ethical. It has a tremendous following in Sacramento, and uh, I don't know what that noise is. I know it's not me. But I wanted to to say that when you I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, well, it didn't throw my thought off, but I did want to say that um, I tried to get in on that first part, but it's part of the agenda. I couldn't get on because of technical difficulty, but I did want to comment on one thing. Whenever I hear that there's an in, that there was no need for an investigation and there was a complaint filed, uh, it, it doesn't seem ethical to me. 
I mean, if, if a complaint is filed, it should be investigated, no matter what. Otherwise, people won't file complaints, and maybe that's the strategy. So somebody complained about our cheesecake, they would definitely investigate it, and so would I. I wouldn't push it to the side and say, well, it's just somebody disgruntled. So it doesn't but, make sense to okay. be ethical. But if somebody complained about your cheesecake to the Ethics Commission, we would not investigate that because it wouldn't be a question of ethics. No, no, I'm not talking about the ethics of the cheesecake. I was trying to get to uh, if something is not ethical through a complaint, it should be investigated. Otherwise, it strikes me as not taking it seriously because it involves people that are involved in whatever that complaint was. That's all. Thank you. Okay, thank, thank you. you for your comment. Uh, I have one final speaker, um, Stephen Maviglio. Okay. Should I proceed? Yes, please. Okay, thank you. And uh, now I'm really hungry for cheesecake. <laughs> um, no, I, I wrote a letter to you all, and I, I hope you read it. Uh, I did it in hopes that the commission can be a little more accountable and transparent in the way it deals with people who do file complaints. Because I, my experience, and you know, I'm somebody who worked in a governor's office and for the legislature, was not good. Uh, I filed complaints. I literally heard nothing back, not notice when it was going to be before you, nothing at all from the investigator at all, which, you know, in the first one, he said, well, you did a good job putting it together. I didn't have any questions. Yet the other person being investigated got to answer all kinds of questions, and I had no ability to counter that information, which I would have been glad to do with additional information. Um, when it came up before the commission, I was not notified at all, so I had no idea where it went. It was like a big black hole. And I don't, I don't think that's good for you guys. If, if you're encouraging, or not encouraging, but if you have a process to, to where citizens can file complaints, I think you need to act on them in a reasonable fashion and communicate with people. The first complaint, there was a, a pretty robust discussion among the commissioners about what should be done. Uh, the city staff said they would follow up because it wasn't your job to set standards for, for signage and guidelines and branding, and nothing's been done about that. And there's been, you know, nothing that I know of or been communicated about. And I have to bother poor Mindy, you know, asking her where, what the status of my complaint is. That's not the way it should be. I think you should do a, a more robust job in communicating with the people that take the good time to put together letters and documents and send them to you and actually communicate them. And, and then, of course, the hearing, give them more than any other member of the public if they need it to explain the commissioner to rebut some of the findings rather than two minutes that anybody who can call about cheesecake gets. So that was my comment. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for your comment. And I'm sorry if our procedure did not feel fair to you. We try very hard to be completely fair and open about all of our um, procedures and processes. I, I don't know what more to say about that. Um, 
So does anybody else want to speak to either of these public comments? No. Um, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Commissioner Adams. I think I beat you to the unmute button first several times. So you go ahead and I'll follow you. Um, so I just, I, I, I understand the, there's two sides that someone that is um, filing a complaint, um, the, the importance of their complaint and how it, it may feel like it, it's affecting them and how, um, again, how important it is to them. Um, we do operate in certain constraints. We, we meet every month. Um, we're not behind the scenes meeting together. Um, if these complaints um, are sent to the evaluator, that's uh, that's uh, transparent in uh, on our on the on our page, and um, it's reviewed in our meetings. Um, this is again, it's all a volunteer um, board that meets once a month. So under those time constraints we are limited to how much time and energy individually we can put into these. Um, coming from a, a, a complaint background, uh, there are certain uh, thresholds for what, what constitutes enough information to, to rise the occasion of an investigation. If there is just name calling on some kind of hearsay basis, that's not really something that um, would potentially rise to the occasion for an investigation. If there is the who, what, when, where, how um, enough to do an investigation, then uh, the complainant would not be contacted, as that works in other areas as well. Um, for correctional institutions, if an complaint comes, a complaint comes from an inmate that has all of the certain um aspects in order to start the investigation and may not even and have details to where the officer may not even contact the inmate um then they won't so it's not unusual but i understand from an outside perspective one may think that every complaint would go through each step for every um for every submittal and that's just not true um, it has to meet certain um, tiers and it has to just rise to the occasion for certain things. So I get that if it's a complete complaint that it's not quite fair that if somebody is thorough that they don't get contacted, um, but there would be no need if all of that information is there to be contacted. Uh, so I just wanted to reiterate, reiterate that that I know we've discussed before. That's not the first time we've heard that. but just to give some insight into when it comes to investigations, um, the difference between how it may be perceived on the outside and, and how it actually works on the inside. I was going to say something similar, so I'm, I'm not going to um, add on to that. It was very well put, so um, I agree with everything that uh, Commissioner Velasquez had, had mentioned. Um, and then for the second caller, um, every 
few years or so, um, the Ethics Commission revisits our um, our procedures for an investigation. And I, I, I think, you know, whenever we come to the process of reviewing the procedures that we, we just reviewed them at the end of last year. So whenever it's, you know, it, it, it it's the next cycle for review, um, you know, potentially something that we can, you know, think through at that time is what may happen, you know, what may happen with regards to contacting people who who filed the complaints as well as some of the follow-up matters. Um, you know, this is a new process and we've, you know, we've, we've been lucky to have um, some, I guess lucky may not be the best word, but we've, we've had a few investigations now and, you know, a few of these um, hearings now to see how things are operating. And I think the, as time goes on and we have more, um, we have more opportunities, we'll be able to get more details of how we may be able to fine tune things that may um, not work to, you know, as efficiently and effectively as we would like or other ways that may help to sort of clarify the process. Um, so thank you for, thank you both for raising your, your concerns and definitely it gives us a lot to think about as we continue and as this um, commission grows and, and has more experience to, to maybe review things in the future. Yeah, I certainly think we need to make sure that notice is given um, when we have items on our agenda relating to um, a complaint that was received so that the complainant and, and the respondent um, whether there's been an investigation or not, that they should be aware that it's coming on our agenda. Uh, I, I think there's, I think there, uh, we can maybe discuss that in the future. Um, I, I do hesitate for that just because that, that could become a slippery slope. It could just become a, a more um, of a liability or an additional workload because then you're what, to what level do we draw the line if we, we send an email back to that person? If they provide their email, you know, some of these people are anonymous. True. Um, what about that? And then what if we do contact them to let them know and it comes back um, inaccurate or closed? Like where, what, to what line do we draw of, and what kind of responsibility do we put on ourselves to do that due diligence to contact them? So I think we, we can discuss it, but I think we have to be careful with that as well. Well, I, I'm troubled by Mr. Maviglio's comment that he did not know when his complaint was going to be discussed by us. I, I'm very surprised to hear that. And I think that I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about that. I don't think anything different would have happened if he had been present, but... I can understand him wanting to be present just to hear what we have to say. Um, in terms of working with the city clerk's office on standards for signage, um, I don't think that's something we as commissioners would get involved with, but I guess if somebody brought a complaint, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna speculate about how signage might be under our jurisdiction or not. Um, so I guess there's really nothing more to say about that, except as Commissioner Adams said, we do periodically review all our procedures. So um, giving notice to parties may be something we specifically wanna look at and figure out if we need to change our procedures.
Mr. Miller, did you have any thoughts? I don't want to put you on the spot. So uh, my only thought is that your current procedures already include the, the notice that you just mentioned, um, and that is already in the procedures. Um, the question of to what extent the complainant uh, must be interviewed is something you, you, you've all talked about. I think you've heard my perspective on in, in previous meetings, which is that that's part of the determination and the judgment of the investigator. Certainly, if I had questions for a complainant, I would ask them. Oftentimes, or sometimes, <clears throat> the information in a complaint is sufficient. Your procedures require uh, an interview with the respondent because the respondent's perspective is not in the complaint already. And so an interview is required not only for due process, but also just to make sure that the, com the investigation does show two sides of every pancake. But um, there are, uh, it's an issue. It's, it's, it, if this commission chooses to change its procedures and direct me to, in all instances, um, contact the complainant, I have no objections to that. No, I'm just thinking about when the when the item is on our agenda, when you present your report to us and then we discuss and decide what to do with your report, whether that's something that the parties get notified about. Well, the, the procedures as currently drafted call for notice to the complainant and the respondent at the same time that the, my report gets sent to you commissioners. It gets sent to all the people at the same time. At least that's what the procedures call for. Okay, then it sounds like we've got that covered already. Good. Okay, so if there isn't anything else to talk about, one last chance, commissioners, anything else you wanna say? All right. All right, well, that concludes today's agenda. Thank you everyone for your participation and hearing no objection, I'm going to adjourn the meeting at 6.06 p.m. Okay, we'll see you in person next month. Right.